Love Talk Radio. Icon, Granny Hawker, and Big Swing. Coming off a weekend where we still haven't had any live sports. Uh, we've had some live wrestling, but nah, it's, you know, what wrestling has become lately. Uh, we have another big action-packed wrestling-themed show here tonight for you guys. And coming off of a weekend where Conor McGregor has decided to retire from MMA. That's probably the biggest story we've had uh, so far this weekend. But um, one thing I wanted to do, and I was thinking on the air, was Icon and Tester's knowledge um, of, of you know the encyclopedia that he usually is. Uh, Icon, before I was just thinking, I was watching some WCW uh, Nitros on the network, and the final WCW pay per view. In 2001, before K-Fay bought the company, but Vince McMahon really bought it, uh, the final WCW pay-per-view uh, called WCW Greed. Now, before you have time to look it up, Icon, tell me, who was a friend of ours who was in the main event, the final main event of WCW? Uh, Booker T? No, he, he was on the event, but he wasn't in the main event. Um, well, how about, um, uh, well, it wouldn't have been Stinger Ric Flair, uh, how about, um, it wouldn't have been Hulk Hogan, um. Well, I'm sorry, okay, I'll put it this way, we've spoken to before, here on the show. Buff Bagwell? It was not, actually, the final main event, uh, WCW again. This, the, the WCW was bought uh, by the WWF two days later, at least that's what they're the next night rather on uh, on, on Raw and Nitro um, in the kayfabe, it was Scott Steiner 
versus somebody who we've spoken to here before. It's a man named Diamond Dallas Page. And it was false count anywhere for the WCW Heavyweight Championship. Uh, again, the final main event at the WCW brand was DDP. And, and we've had him on the show here. We've talked to him uh, before. So that was, uh, that was fun. That was good times. And, um, you know, I just was thinking about that. Like, wow. You know, we, we talked to DDP, we talked about his yoga company, um, and had I known what I know now, I would ask him about that. Hey, how do you feel about being, uh, you know, in the final event of a WCW uh, sanctioned program? That that was probably something that was uh, was pretty cool for him, um, honestly, because, you know, he, he, was, he was basically the last image of WCW that anybody saw. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. And he, he's been right here on this show. He had a live uh, with a big boy to play. So, anyways, Icon well, Granny Hoekster, um, you guys are here with us. What were you saying? Also too, we, we also had, uh, we also had uh, <clears throat> Scott Steiner on this show as well. Uh, because, remember, he was, uh, he was um, at uh, the Maui Madness where, uh, you know, where we were playing Pass the Phone. Oh, he, was on, he was on for a big time yeah, as that well. Was, that was... That was still a Dustin thing. Yeah, that was well. Um, I don't personally remember that interview, um, but I do remember Buff. But I, for some reason, I, I, I do vaguely remember Stein, but I can't like remember, remember. But Diamond Stage is still fresh in my memory. It was last summer. It was about a month ago, or I, I mean about a month ahead. So it was July of last year, I believe, two years ago, uh, that we had DDP on the show. And uh, and it was just great because some somebody who's so instrumental in the business, uh, I, I didn't even realize he was in the final main event of a WCW uh, pay-per-view pro. So that, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed learning that. And if you remember, uh, if you remember, that was uh, that was a special Tuesday edition of the show. Because remember, we we did the show with just him that Tuesday. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yep. I do remember that because that was. When he was uh, able to, um, it, I think it was only like an hour long, hour and a half long, whatever it was, and it was, um, it was just him. And I, yeah, I do remember that now. Um, and EDP, great guy, uh, love him, uh, love his career, love what he's done, and love the image and what he stood for, and, and a lot of that. So uh, again, DDP, big shout outs, man. Keep keep uh, being successful with your yoga program, and uh, we do we do wish you the absolute best. Uh, now, Granny, how have you been doing uh, lately? I, I know it's been kind of a crazy week and weekend and month and crazy well, 2020 we so far. Have our big show, we were supposed to have our big show this Saturday on the 13th, but due to the increase in some numbers due to the COVID-19, the health department called the promoter and said if we had the show, we could only have 24 people in the building. So no show Saturday. Now, the good news, however... Eugene and James Ellsworth are still going to do the show. We're shooting for possibly the 1st of August. So things have been crazy. I I, I, I still don't know whether or not we're going to be able to have our moose convention in August in Little Rock like mm. we're supposed to have. And there's things as you know, the title that I have as Deputy Grand Regent for Arkansas, there's things that I have to prepare for that I can't because without knowing what we're going to be able to do or if we're even going to be able to have it, there's things 
that I have to do at that convention that weekend that things, if we can't have the convention, then I have to get in touch with the higher-ups that be and make special arrangements to do a couple well, of you, things you guys that need to be done. Well, you guys haven't had um, haven't had as many like crazy restrictions and shutdowns and all that stuff as some other well, states. No, especially. we we were never we were never on a stay-at-home order. I mean, we had things shut down, but we were never you know we didn't have the stay-at-home order like a lot of the states did. But right now. We're still in phase one. We were supposed to be in phase two or three by this weekend, but that's not happening. So, you uh, know, I, I don't know. You know, our, our, yeah. our problem our problem is where I'm at, we have a lot of Hispanic people that's been, get, been getting hit so, with the virus. Well, we have a lot of chicken, plants. poultry plants. That people, employees. Hold on, I'm going to mute him quick. Employees are, you know, in the poultry plants are getting tested, you know, positive for the virus. So that's what's hurting us in the county that I live in, in Arkansas. So, you know, I mean, so far, I have not been sick. I don't want to be sick, you know. I mean, I don't want to. Well, yeah, I don't blame you. It's just it because I have you know underlying health issues that I have to be careful of you know so mm-hmm. I um it's just been it's been the last couple of weeks have been really kind of bummed out for me you know so I I I can only do what I can do but I in the same aspect I like being prepared the best that I can possibly be and without knowing what's going to happen I can't do my job to its the best ability that I can do. And that's got mm. me kind of bummed out, you know, so. Oh, I bet. I bet for sure. Um, that's got to be a, a difficult thing to deal with. Um, now, Icon, are you back with us? Yeah, I, um, you know, uh, I understand that, uh, well, our guest is on, so we'll go to him in a, yeah, yeah. a couple seconds. I know that he's listening. Uh, but here's the thing, guys. Uh, you know, Granny's mentioned that she's bummed out. I'll tell you what, I have uh, I have fallen into uh, what you would call uh, deep depression status. Um, and I, I'm not going to turn this into a sob story because the show is not about me, although some people Good. think I like to make it about me. It is not. Uh, but uh, I just uh, – I'm, I'm fighting through it. Uh, you know, the icon is a fighter. He is the one that's uh, – not depressed. Uh, Scott is the icon is not. Uh, so the icon mm. is uh, kind of standing in front of the icon, or the icon is kind of standing in front of Scott and defending him uh, with all this stuff going on. So the icon is uh, parting the sea, as they say, to the icon and his uh, lovely soon-to-be bride, and go through uh, without a life jacket. So that's basically where we're at right now. So, and uh, we were talking about a piece of my equipment that was missing off the air. I just found it, so we don't have to worry about that. So, that's good, too. So, anyway. So, anyway, Uh, Icon, um, we do have a state of West Virginia. So, would you like me to bring uh, them on? 
Yeah, well, one sec. I just want to announce who we got on the show today. Uh, we have uh, okay. our first guest. I'll introduce him in a second. I don't want to be redundant. Uh, we're also going to have uh, Delilah Deluxe. Uh, that's uh, double X. And uh, we're going to have uh, Crystal Greenway. Uh, she is. Uh, I've been trying to. I've been trying to get her on the show for the last two and a half years. Think about how persistent the icon has to be to contact somebody every other week to try and get them on the show. The fact that uh, I've been calling and texting and no restraining order, uh, I think we're good. Yeah, I mean, person and borderline creepy. I'll give you that. But uh, yeah, I got. I do have them on. So if you want to go ahead and uh, do your introduction that you've become so known for, and uh, we will. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. He's named after probably the coolest motorcycle in the history of the world. And his name is not Chopper. He is Harley T. Morgan. Hey, this is the professional Harley T. Morris, and you are listening to the Attitude Era Live with the hosts, the Icon, the Big Swing, and Granny Hawkster. How are you guys doing? How's it going, Tim? Good to have you. Good to be here, man. Good to be here. Well, I'll tell you what. We have uh, we have our guest, uh, uh, Harley T. here. Uh, how would you like us to address you, Mr. Morris, Harley, uh, the Rev Up guy? How would you like to be uh, referred to? <laughs> uh, you can just call me Harley. I'm fine with Harley. Awesome. Okay. So here's how, here's how this will work then, Harley. Uh, we have you for 30 minutes. Uh, what we'll have you do is give you a little background about yourself, and I'll ask a question, a couple questions, and we'll go around the room, roundtable form, and then we're going to come back to me, and I'm going to hitch, ask the hard-hitting blockbuster questions. So if you want to give us a little background, then we'll, uh, and we'll talk to you. Yeah, sure, not a problem. Uh, I'm a professional wrestler in the northeastern part of the United States. Uh, right now I live in uh, the great mountain state of West Virginia, I wrestle predominantly in Pennsylvania right now for a promotion called the Keystone State Wrestling Alliance for promotion in West Virginia, Black Diamond Wrestling. I will be making my return to a promotion also in PA uh, for Pro Wrestling Express whenever shows open back up there. Uh, New Jersey, I work for Lock Target Wrestling up there, and I am very excited to be making my debut for Titan Championship Wrestling, which is also based out of New Jersey, once shows and programs start running again with live events. All right. Harley T. Uh, Harley T. Morris is our guest here. Uh, we have uh, 29 minutes here with Harley. So the first question I'm going to ask is, you're, with your tenure in the business, you have obviously seen a lot of stuff and had a lot of matches. Uh, since you've been in the business, what would you say has been your longest tenured promotion, and how many different championships have you uh, added to your repertoire? Well, the absolute longest I would have to say is Black Diamond Wrestling, based out of Benwood, West Virginia, right on the other side of Wheeling, West Virginia, if you live down in that area listening to this program. Uh, I've held their tag team titles on two separate occasions and have been the quality rentals internet television champion uh, for Black Diamond Wrestling. 
And also you have uh, the Icon Major Cool Collector's Card. In that card, you uh, you have a championship belt on. Could you tell us what belt that was? Uh, yes, I was uh, for the promotion known as Mon Valley Pro Wrestling. Um, at this time, they're, I'm not sure if they will be continued to running shows, but I, as of right now, I am their last champion. Um, if they do start running shows again, I will be a defending champion, but that is the title I have in the, in the promotional picture there. And, and I will say this, though, uh, MVP, which is a cool thing, uh, you know, I will say this. Uh, if, if if people want to go, uh, we'll, we'll talk about this again. We'll have you know where they can see you. But I'll tell you what, nobody can rock facial stubble like this guy can. Let me tell you. <laughs> anyway, so uh, with that being said, now when you uh, when you are wrestling, would you consider yourself to be a high flyer like a Rey Mysterio, a technical like a Bret Hart, or do you have that grunty style like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? I'd probably say a little bit of a mix of Bret Hart and Stone Cold. Um, I do like to take it to the mat. I do like to get technical, but I have no problem throwing fists when I need to throw fists. Which is really awesome. And when, you, when you're wrestling, uh, would you say that you're a, a baby face, a heel, an in-betweeny, or are you more of a, what the crowd thinks you're going to be? Well, it all, it all depends on what, uh, what the promoter is bringing me in to do. Uh, but in all honesty, I do believe that the uh, persona that I have come to uh, perform as, the professional, uh, works better as a bad guy. It's a lot funner for me to get a crowd riled up to hate my guts. So, Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to have some fun now. We have uh, Harley T. Morris is our guest <laughs> here. Uh, we got 26 minutes here. Uh, Granny, we have a bad guy <laughs> on our hands. Tell, tell yeah, that's him why I'm. That, like that's why. That's why I'm laughing. Now I'm not a wrestler. Just so you know, I'm not a wrestler. Even though I've been threatened, been thrown in the ring a few times by some of my wrestling buddies, you know. But Granny team, does not. Granny does not like the heels. I can talk some pretty good smack to people like you. Oh, and with well, and with the name and and with the name. Oh well, then you would love me because I I am known in Arkansas and Oklahoma and Missouri as pretty much a big super fan, you know. And I because the wrestlers and the promoters they love to have Granny at their wrestling shows, and I've been very. I was supposed to have a big one this weekend, and it got postponed, you know. So I have not had a wrestling show since March. So. I'm ready to talk. I want to withdraw a little bit, yeah. Yes, uh-huh. yes. I'm having serious withdrawals, and I'm ready to talk to some smacks to people like you. And with the name of the professional, I'm sure that Granny could come up with a really good line for that one. <laughs> but my question to my question to you is, what has been one of your most challenging? matches you've ever had to face and who was it against now see that's a very difficult question because i've been doing this the last seven years so mm-hmm. at one point or another my matches start to run together at certain points mm-hmm. um but i'd probably say the most difficult matches i've had to do are the ones where i've had limitations on myself whether it be a ladder match whether it be 
most recently I did a chain match with a guy who had a little bit of weight on me. Uh, he was about, I, I think, close to 300 pounds, and I'm, I'm usually oh, hovering wow. around the 200. Yeah, I'm usually hovering around the 200 to 215 uh, marker, and uh, we were chained at the wrist by a metal dog chain. And I tell oh, that wow. was, was that match was difficult for several reasons. Uh, one, obviously, getting hit with a metal dog chain is not fun. It hurts a lot. Uh, but also the limitation of the fact that we couldn't move around the ring the way we would normally do in a normal match because of the uh, limitation of the chain. But mm-hmm. overall, that was a very, very interesting, very, very fun experience for me because, like, it allowed me to work a different kind of style. Oh, wow. Interesting. Well, see, we were supposed uh, to have Eugene and James Ellsworth at our show at Arkansas Championship Wrestling this coming up Saturday. And but they both have agreed to still come and do the show once we once we get the new date set. So that's going to be pretty awesome. So I'm looking forward to that. I've met Eugene before, but I've never met James Ellsworth yet. So I'm really looking forward to that. But yeah, I think uh, Granny would have a lot of fun. I need to get you to Arkansas because I think I, I'm president of the Arkansas Championship Wrestling Fan Club. They made me president before they ever did their first show. So uh, I think I need to get you to Ar- come wrestle in Arkansas for us. Um, you know, if, I think I if, think I'd have a lot of fun playing with you. If you're willing to pay my price, I have no problem in the road. Well, I don't do the promotion part, but I can get you in touch with the person that you would need to talk to. I can get you the information, and you can work out the details with them. So you know, but uh, I think Granny would have a lot of fun messing with you. So, uh, Harley T. Morris is our guest here. We got about 22 minutes with Harley. Uh, I want to bring on uh, the. I'll bring on the next guy. Uh, his name is Big Swing. Uh, he's a great golfer, and uh, he can swing a mean hockey stick. That's how he got the name. So, Big Swing, what do you have for guest? Harley T. Morris. I mean, I, I uh, those are the reasons I got the name. I mean, um, you know, I'm sure some people, especially the ladies, would say reason but uh icon um that was a good intro though i like that uh harley so take us a little bit your beginning of your career so for example this is a profession that a lot of people watch as kids i I would say most people at least back in the day watched as kids and and everybody at one point in their life says wow that's cool i'd like to do that but very very few actually do what were some of your inspirations or, uh, or or superstars that you perhaps looked up to that modeled your uh, you know your interest in in pursuing this as a career? Sort of just how you got into it. Um, yeah, not a problem. I can answer that. Uh, see, I was born in uh, 1993, so okay. whenever whenever I started coming up to age to where I could form memories, very clear memories. Uh, it was probably in the late 90s going into the early 2000s. So I have very clear memories of guys like Kane, guys like Rob Van Dam, guys like Steve Austin, The Rock, Hurricane, guys like that. So those were kind of like the people I grew up watching and, go, and inspiring to be like. Uh, now, whenever I started uh, competing, whenever I started wrestling, my influences changed a little bit. Um I'm not ashamed to say I'm not seven feet tall, nor am I 350 pounds like Kane, 
Uh, and nor am I, I'm not ashamed to say that I'm not as flexible or, or as athletic as a guy like Rob Van Dam is. But I like to believe that I bring my own style and that I've taken a lot more inspiration from guys who um, were a little bit more old school, guys like Triple H, guys like Ric Flair, um, guys like Macho Man Randy Savage, guys like those who didn't need to be able to do a 450 or a moonsault or you know any of the, any crazy things, which don't get me wrong, there's a place for that in wrestling nowadays. But I take more inspiration from those guys because they were able to, to work a crowd uh, and tell a good story with their opponent. And who are uh, some of the guys, like you mentioned, Macho Man and those guys, uh, did you feel like they were more relatable to you, maybe body style-wise or athletically, than the crazy, you know, cruiserweights flip around and all that? Like you thought maybe I, I, I could actually do that, you know? As I started getting older, yes. Um, when I was younger, obviously, like as a kid, I, I didn't really know how any of this worked, how any of that stuff. I was just like, oh, wrestling, it's awesome. I like this. Uh, as I got older and I started gravitating more towards certain styles of wrestling, uh, like don't get me wrong, I don't mind watching you know a guy do a 450 off the top rope or an insane dive to the floor or what have you, but I definitely can feel like I gravitate more now as as I started getting older towards guys like Macho Man, like Triple H, like what I stated. Awesome, awesome. And were you? I see. I'm trying to think. 93. So. You really started watching wrestling maybe around 2000 or so? Or, I'd probably or later. around 99, 2000, yeah, somewhere around there. Okay, so were you, were you a WCW guy or a WWF guy? Um, both, actually. I don't have too many remember, memories of WCW, but I do have a very okay. clear memory of, of my dad having two TVs set up in our living room. One was on Monday Night Raw, the other one was on Monday Night Nitro. Oh, that's pretty cool. Actually, see, because I used to, I used to those raw was usually taped. So what I would do is, is uh, my aunt actually knows Hulk Hogan personally. So I grew up with a WCW kid. I was born in '88, so I, I got a lot of the heyday of that. So I would watch Nitro when I got home. I do all my homework or whatever Nitro, but I would go in my parents' room and put a VH, uh, VHS tape in called Raw. And then the next night on Tuesday, I tell all friends, don't tell me what happened. Don't tell me what happened. And then on Tuesday when I got home, I do all my homework, finish all that, and then watch Raw. On Tuesday, I just recorded in my parents' room. So I had a similar similar system, but yours seemed kind of, you know, cooler. But, but yeah, so. Uh, Harley T. Morris, our guest here. we got about uh, 20 minutes here left with Harley. So I'm going to ask you some hard-hitting questions. Uh, I like to say these till the end. Uh, the first question I have, and I always ask every independent wrestler that's on their show uh, the same question. No one ever answers it twice. So I'll put it to you. It's a two-part question. First part, uh, let's say that you're at a show and there's a WWE or AEW official that watches your match, and they're like, hey, man, we want you to come try out. And then you get that – you go to the trial, then you, you get offered that big contract. Part, question part one, A, is that something that you want to do? And B, if you do get that big contract because you have the job to drive to do it, would you not big time us and still talk to us? <laughs> um, well, let me answer the second part first. Uh, if I ever was to make it big, whether it be AEW, WWE, New Japan Wrestling, whatever, whatever big promotions are out there, yes, I'd have no problem still doing interviews and stuff like this. 
because this comes with the territory. It's about promoting. It's about self-promotion. So this comes with the territory. I'm more than happy to do this. Now, as for the first part of your question, of course, my goal is to be, you know, big in wrestling. Um, I always told everybody my dream was always to get into wrestling. If anything else came of it, it'd be icing on the cake. But obviously, the more and more I spend in wrestling, the more and more I would, I would at least want to try to make a living doing it. Is is my probably my biggest goal at this point in my in my career and in my life. So yes, I, I if if given the opportunity, I would try to get signed to either AEW, WWE, New Japan Pro Wrestling, or any of the big, bigger promotions out there right now. That's awesome. And uh, the you know the cool thing about your answer is that uh, no one has ever said that uh, they would uh, not talk to me. I mean. Uh, you know, I have your phone number and I haven't uh, given it to anybody and I would never do that. And I know I would never abuse a privilege, but we do appreciate you being on the show. Don't go away. Yeah. We still, we still got uh, 17 minutes here with you. I'm going to ask you some more hard hitting questions, but uh, we do appreciate your honesty and we love everything that you stand for with your statement. Well, honestly, I want to thank you guys for giving me this platform and giving me this opportunity to get my name out there a little bit more. So. And, of, and of course, i got to do a couple ego questions. I'm going to ask you some hard-hitting questions. I know I keep saying that. But first off, the, the introduction that uh, you had when you came on, was that not the, the best you ever had? And that collector's card that was made for you, was that not the coolest thing you've ever seen? It was very, very cool, yes. It was very cool. And your introduction was very, very good, yes. So I'm, I'm like technically like, I don't know, like 501. Uh, so, you know. There's only one person that uh, didn't like it, and I, I wanted to hang up on it, but they wouldn't do it. So, uh, anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, now, with, you know, all the COVID stuff going on, you know, there's been, you know, a lot of independent shows, a lot of main shows have been canceled. Now, I understand if you, you, you don't want to answer the question, but how many shows would you say that uh, you have had canceled or postponed and uh, do you know when your next match is supposed to be? And uh, if so, where where is it going to be? Or you don't know? Well, um, to answer the first part of your question, yes, I had a bunch of shows. This year was actually looking to be the busiest year of my career so far. Um, I was working steadily for about five or six promotions with a couple more possibly being added on. I was set to make my debut in New York State the weekend, like, in March, a weekend in March. Um, That was also the same weekend I was supposed to be debuting for Titan Championship Wrestling. Uh, So, yes, the COVID thing has cost me a lot of bookings, a lot of opportunities to get my name out there. And uh, it's frustrating. And I always told everybody – including uh, my girlfriend is if I ever got injured or if I ever had to take time away, I didn't know, I don't know what I'm going to do to do with myself because all I've ever done for the last seven years is wrestling. And sure enough, I had to find out really quick what I was going to do when I had to sit at home for two months. Um, but now that things are starting to open up a little bit more, I've been going to wrestling training to just shake off a little bit of the ring rust up in uh, Pittsburgh. And uh, Black Diamond Wrestling, which runs out of Benwood, which I mentioned earlier, uh, they have started their own um, live stream shows on Facebook Live. Uh, for anybody interested, uh, on face 
on Facebook, look up Black Diamond Wrestling or Black Diamond Universe. Uh, it's a fan page. Every week, every Wednesday at 6.05, they broadcast a live show, which is where my next match will be, will be this Wednesday on that program. And do you know who it's going to be against? Uh, as of right now, I do not. So here, here's what it is. Uh, see, here's the deal. We know that uh, whoever it is, uh, they're probably listening to you right now, and we know that you are going to be victorious and there's nothing your opponent can do about it. That's why they haven't told you yet. We know this because they knew that you're going to be on the show tonight. So they're like, well, hey, we, we don't want to give them all our strategies. We want people to tune in and watch. We know that. <laughs> so well, let, me just uh, t- let me just tell you this right now. Whoever it is, whoever wants to step up to the professional and thinks they can lace up my boots and get in my face will be put in their place. And everybody who views, who tunes in 605 to Black Diamond Universe to Wednesday Warfare will see the professional go to work. Man, I'll tell you what, you know, you you, uh, you sound like uh, you've been listening to some of the Icons uh, promos. Uh, you know, you're, you're free to anyone you want to use. Uh, I, I appreciate the endorsement. That's awesome. So now I'm kind of curious. Uh, you're, you're known as a professional and you're known as a super cool bad guy. We know this, but I want to know what uh, your finishing maneuver is. What's it called? What goes involved? And then uh, we'll see if one of us would uh, volunteer to have you practice it on us. <laughs> well, the maneuver uh, is called the Snapmare Driver is the name of the maneuver. Um, I take my prone opponent. I hook their head onto my sh- onto my shoulder. I kick my right leg up and then swing my body down with all the force and all the weight of my body, pull their head straight down to the mat to the point where it's almost like a knockout blow. Have you ever heard the old saying, like, if you get hit, punched in the chin, it's the quickest way to knock someone out? Yeah, been there, done that. Yep. It's the same concept. As we come down, all the force, all the weight is pulling my opponent's head and their jaw straight down to the mat and knocking them out cold. So it's more devastating than uh, the Stone Cold Stunner, and it's uh, more painful than a DDT. Oh, I'm not, I'm not 100% sure about that, but it's, it's definitely a very painful maneuver. Well, I guess your motto with that line could be, when you're hooked, you know you've been hooked. Awesome. So we have uh, we have uh, the Harley man here. We got about twelve minutes here with Harley. So um, so we said that uh, I said that you'd be able to promote this. Uh, if our fans wanted to check you out and see you and keep track of you, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitter, you got a Twitch. Uh, if you had to start a GoFundMe, what do you got? Well, I do have a YouTube channel. Uh, it's it's small right now. I only have like 32 subscribers, I do believe. But it's basically, uh, I started really focusing on it, doing more vlogs and video logs whenever the pandemic started. So if you are interested, uh, look up Harley T. Morris on YouTube. My channel should be there. You can also find some of my past matches I've uploaded to that YouTube channel as well if you're interested in seeing some of my work. Uh, I am on Facebook as well. I do have a personal Facebook page, Harley T. Morris. But I also have an athlete page. Uh, at Harley T. Morris, where you can like and subscribe so that you guys can keep up with everything that I post, everything I do. Um, also, I have a Twitter, 
also at Harley T. Morris, uh, where I usually post a lot of gym selfies and post about my upcoming matches and programs and uh, some storyline stuff here or there, depending on uh, who I'm feuding with or uh, what's going on with me in certain companies. And, and you know, that's, that's awesome, too. Now, the thing is, you know, you mentioned YouTube. Uh, is there a particular match that uh, you're proud of that you want our fans to check out? that you uh, really really want to uh, have them gravitate to? Uh, yes, it's, it's a very recent match that happened right before everything started shutting down. Uh, it's a tag team match, which I know some people would be like, oh, a tag team match, but trust me, it's good. When uh, It's me and my tag team partner, uh, who goes by the King, Del Douglas, versus the Pittsburgh luchador, Yinza, and a guy by the name of Justin Sane. And if you if you end up watching this match, the crowd is so molted hot and hating me. I am standing on the apron and not doing anything, and they are saying that I suck. The atmosphere was just fantastic, and I it's it's hard to put into words. You really got to see it and, and just hear the crowd's reaction to the match. So. In this particular match, do you have, like, uh, the kind of heat that the Icon gets, that X-Pac heat? You, is that the kind of heat you get? Uh, depending on who is who is booing me. Because I've had some who are who kind of understand, like, it's a show and will boo me. And then when, I, when I'll go to sell merchandise or they'll see me afterwards, they'll be like, oh, dude, that was an awesome show. That was great. I've had a few who I thought were going to try to fist fight me. So... Uh, doesn't that mean though, if, if you see them somewhere outside of the show or after, I mean, and you're out of character, um, but they're still mad about whatever, doesn't I mean? Yes, it kind of shows that they're a little crazy, but doesn't it also show that you're doing your job as a heel correctly? They hate you that much. Uh, yes, yes. Um, there, I've heard um, an old story uh, off of a podcast. I can't remember who the story was about. I. But the guy, uh, guy's first night is in the territory, uh, gets so much heat, he walks out and all four of his tires are slashed. He walks back oh, in wow. and he's like, well, that's, that's good heat. You did a good job then. So, yeah, I, I mean, there, there are guys that, that, you know, guys that hated Triple H. Like, like yeah. I'm talking about he walked through the airport with throwing stuff at him. I mean, like, because he was the ultimate heel from 99 through, I mean, even through today. I mean, you know, the game was, had so much heat in the ring. X-Pac had a different kind of heat. He was just an asshole. But with, with, <laughs> with, 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 but with Triple H, he did his character so well that it made, it made you hate him. And, and, and that, yeah, so I, I, kinda, I think that that would, that would be uh, almost a compliment for any heel if somebody is still angry with him after a wrestling match. I think that, that's actually a good thing. You mean kind of like I, my feeling with Kevin Owens? But yeah, but you, your feeling with Kevin Owens is irrational. That, that's the difference. I mean, you just—I I don't even know why you don't like Kevin Owens. But no, well, it is what it is. Well, we we don't have enough time to go on that. If anybody wants to know Plus why, just like now, Kevin so there's Owens. not really a reason for you to hate him now. But anyway, well, I know right. if there's any, if there's if there's any reason if anybody wants to go back and listen to some of our uh, previous shows where I spotted off about Kevin Owens, and I still will knock the guy out if I ever see him. That's why I never came to Well, he also hates, for the record, he also hates Aaron Rodgers and Drew Brees. So, I, you know, he's just, he goes off on these tangents sometimes. But anyways, please continue. Oh, but, 
by the way, that's me that dislikes him, not uh, not. Uh, no, we we we, we know this, but we 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 figured that. All right. Right. So uh, we we have we have about uh, uh, two minutes here left with our our good buddy uh, Harley the Harley man himself. So with uh, all the stuff that uh, you you know you mentioned this was supposed to be your busiest year and the COVID thing kind of kind of cooled things off a little bit. Uh, have you uh, has your schedule? Uh, do you still have all the stuff booked that you're supposed to have booked or? Uh, have they told you that we just can't do it, or are is it like on a contingency right now? As of as of right now, um, everything is still lined up. Like I'm still working Black Diamond shows. Whenever the uh, Keystone State Wrestling Alliance starts back up, I will be present on their shows. Uh, Pro Wrestling Express, same thing with them. Uh, Lock Target Wrestling out in New Jersey, I will be on their shows. Uh, Titan Championship Wrestling, which, by the way, for anybody listening, uh, has an upcoming event, uh, the drive-in brawl, where fans will be able to sit in their cars and watch the wrestling action. That will be allowed to drive the cars up, uh, into the uh, area where they'll have a ring set up and all the stuff, and commentary will be broadcasted over the radio and all the stuff. So uh, That's sadly, actually a really cool idea. It is a very cool idea, but uh, sadly, I'm not booked on that particular show. But whenever more regular shows do start back up, I am very excited to debut for them and start working for them as well. Uh, so really, the COVID stuff really has not um, derailed any of my my plans to get my name out there more and work for more places. Uh, I just got to wait for everything to start back up. That's awesome. Well, I'll tell you what, man, we have uh, Harley T. Morris here. Uh, we've had a great time with you. We uh, we appreciate you taking time out of your schedule, uh, even though that, uh, like we mentioned, that the COVID has kind of zapped a lot of stuff. But we do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule. Uh, I did send you an address. Hopefully you'll be able to uh, take care of uh, that request for us. And uh, we would like to have you on again uh, when uh, your schedule is full-blown. So, uh like if you're going after a title or something, we like to have you back on because anybody that's been on our show that goes for a title has won. And I just realized that I have not updated this. Uh, Big Swing, do you have to know how many wins we have now under our belt in the last five years? Oh, geez. Uh, several hundred, at least. Well, it's now 1,422 and oh. Uh, so each year without Goldberg. No one has that's lost. Pr- that's yet. a pretty good record. Yeah. So uh, now remember, Harley, you can't let us down. If you're going for a title, you've been on the show, you can't let us down. You you well, can't just, uh, have that just, one Goldberg mishap. Well, just to let you know, as of right now, not only am I in possession of the Mon Valley Pro Wrestling, the MVP championship, I am also the current reigning defending Keystone State Wrestling Alliance five-star champion. So there's that. And the thing is, uh, uh, I think you probably won those after I booked you. So that gets added <laughs> to our uh, that gets added to our uh, our success rate as well. I've actually. Had yeah, if you want to do that, that's fine. January. So. Oh yeah. I, I, okay. <laughs> well, well, I well I booked you in December. Yes, you did. Oh, that was a while ago, wasn't it? Yep. So there you go. So time we'll flies, my two, friend. Time flies. Yeah, we'll just add two more notches to our uh, 
to our belt. But I'll tell you what, man, we want to thank you for joining us tonight, Harley. You're awesome, and uh, I'll be in contact with you. If you can uh, honor the request I sent you, you're awesome, man, and we'll, we'll definitely have you on again. Uh, will do, will do. I'm uh, I'm gonna message you just uh, getting uh, just last details on that. Uh, also, for anybody listening, again, follow me on Twitter at Harley T Morris, Facebook at Harley T Morris, YouTube channel Harley T Morris, and uh, appreciate you guys. Thanks, buddy. Take care. Have a good night. Be safe out there. All right. You too. You too. And everybody listening, you all as well. Harley T Morris, ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the engine rubber. Harley T. Morris. All right, uh, Big Swing, looking for our next guest. will be a 765 area code, so let me know when they're on. 765, all right. Yep. So, yeah, so I'm watching this. Hey, guys, I learned something here tonight. I, I, I had no idea uh, as I was watching Raw uh, that, this was a, that this was a thing, but, I mean, maybe you guys, can, when I mention it, could be like, oh, my God, you didn't know that. You're an idiot. I mean, maybe, but um, I did not have any idea that uh, Charlotte Flair was engaged to Andrade. Did you know that? I, no, I did not know that. Yeah, I, I was like, wow. You know, I, I had no idea because I, I was watching something, and then they said oh, something about you know her fiance is not going to like this or blah 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 or something like that on there that I heard, and then and then uh, I I looked it up and I was like, oh, Andrade. Wow. Okay. Interesting. So yeah. Um, let me let me go back to the switchboard here. Nope, nothing on yet, Icon. Nothing on yet. Awesome. Well, I might have to uh call her because she was traveling. Um but uh, uh we'll see. Uh and uh our one guest called in an hour early. Um and uh, that. that was actually, I, I, you know, I can take a lot of blame for that, but I did, uh, you know, I did say, you know, hey, call, I'll let you know when to call in five minutes before. So uh, hopefully, uh, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to try and get a hold of our other guests unless they're on right now. Let me know. If not, I will. Uh... No, nothing's, nothing's on yet, man. I, I'm, I'm refreshing right, well, the. You, uh... you guys talk. Refreshing you the page talk now. And... Yourself to it real quick, and then I will try and get them on. All right. All right. So, um, so, uh, Greg, yes, having wrestling withdrawals, huh? Oh yeah. Very serious wrestling withdrawals. Uh, um, how about how about your son and everything? Him too. Oh uh, yeah, I mean he he you know he does other things to keep himself occupied too. But you know we're he likes to give me grief about the Texas Outlaws because he likes them and they're the heels and you know and I mm. call Bobby Burns. I call him Crybaby Bobby, and we call his oh, son geez. Bobby or Cody. We call him Mister Clean because he's a bald-headed wrestler. So <laughs> we, call him, we call Cody Mister Clean. Any word on um on this on this September? Any word on, on on the NFL? I mean, well, what are they saying about Chiefs camp? I haven't heard a whole lot yet. I mean, they're still saying that there's going to be a season, so I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Well, I, I mean, I am as well, but. I just tried. I just tried calling our guest, and uh, I got no answer, so I don't know. Um, 
But well, the, isn't, isn't that great? Isn't that fun? Don't you love when that happens? Well, actually, I don't. Oh, I got, I got some exciting news I want to share with you guys. Well, a couple sure. things. I mean, you know, I'm a, you know, Moose member, and you know, and I found out that um, they were talking, you know, because they're wanting to uh, take the organization to the next step up, where it would be known as One Moose, where the fraternal organization would be consisting of men and women. I mean, the women would still have their chapter meetings and things like that, but they're talking, you know, one moose all together. And so if that was the case, then I would have to pay dues for my chapter dues, and then I would also have to pay loot uh, dues for being a lodge member. Well, Granny found out um, that because of my years that I've been a member of the moose, next year will be my 15th year as a member, and so depending on how many years you had with the moose, depending on how much you had to pay to be a lifetime member. Well, I found out because I had been paid up through 2022, I only had to pay $400 rather than $600. So I paid $400, and I got my lifetime membership card today for the women of the moose. Oh, that's nice. That's one thing exciting. That's one thing exciting. So now... I won't. So if this once this happens, I won't have to pay any dues to anybody. I mean, I my dues are paid for the rest of my life, you know, and as long as I'm a member, so I'm I'm good. But the other exciting thing is, you know, I help, you know, with I, I take part in other podcasts and everything, and I have a very good friend who lives down in Myrtle Beach, and he likes to he's he's he likes to write books and. He likes the paranormal, you know, UFO, paranormal, you know, ghost stories, mur- murder mystery type, you know, type thing, you know, and yeah. And um, he called me out of out of the blue over the weekend, and he wants to write a book about wrestlers that have dealt with the scary stuff, you know, the paranormal stuff, you know. And I've had some experiences, you know, with certain things, you know, things that are a little, uh, <clears throat> you know, um, different <laughs> that everybody, yeah, that different, you know, and anyways, he wants to include Granny Holster and put a chapter in his book about my experiences. So I thought that was pretty awesome. Ooh, wow. So... So we're in the process of talking about that, but he just called me randomly over the weekend, you know, and and uh, so I'm excited about that. So that's that that could be a possibility that could be taking place, you know, in the near future. So well, that's nice. that's pretty cool, Granny. I like that. Um, so I don't uh, I don't know here. I'm gonna I'm gonna try our guess one more time, and I you know I do. You guys know how much I, I hate when this stuff happens because it kind of, you know, we have to uh, truncate things. But uh, I'm going to try it one more time and see what's going on. Just take one second, and uh, I'll be right back, guys. Hold on. Awesome. Um, so I got to ask you, I got to ask you, Big Swing, did you see the uh, on Raw earlier when Christian was talking to Edge in the ring and, and Randy Orton, you know, was talking from the 
you know, the back and everything. Apparently, I guess uh, Edge is still going to face Randy Orton this weekend at Backlash. And um, yeah, I know I saw. Uh, I didn't know if you got to see that or not. So yeah, no, I saw it. I just um, they're talking about you know they're they're billing it as oh the greatest wrestling match ever. And I'm kind of thinking some of the old Horseman matches and the Ric Flair matches and the old Hulk Hogan matches back in the early 90s and stuff. I'm like, how can two 40-plus-year-olds put on the greatest match ever? Edge, I mean, I love him and everything, but he just looks like you can see it in his face. He just looks old. Um, I mean, Randy Orton looks like – Randy Orton looks like the day, you know, the same as he did the day he got there, but – uh, he's aging mm-hmm. pretty well, but but I just think that I just think that Edge, they they're both a step slower, and I just with the current way wrestling is set up, um, I just don't think they'll be able to have the quote unquote greatest match ever because they've got huge, huge, huge shoes to follow or shoes to fill rather, and I I think that they kind of back themselves into a corner with this kind of promotion on that. Possibly, possibly. So, hey, you guys. But I mean, are you gonna watch Backlash? Oh, uh, I I'm I might. I mean, I have to see what I got going on this weekend, but I might. So, you guys, I want to I want to bring up a couple points. Um, here's what I'm not uh, understanding, um, guys. Uh, you know, the WWE and the AEW, we understand about the COVID nineteen. We understand that they can't have. Uh, you know, uh, people in the audience because of social distancing. But the one thing I, I'm, I've always been puzzled about is the fact that, okay, you're, you have a wrestling match going to ring. You have the two wrestlers usually, uh, and then you have the, uh, the referee. So they're wrestling. They're having physical contact. They're not keeping social distancing. So it, to me, it doesn't really make sense. I understand that you can't just shut down a whole company, but, the the way it is, uh, I mean, with no crowd reaction to stuff, I don't know. What, well, that's why they have that's why they have the wrestlers now behind this plexiglass type thing, you know, out there, you know, because AEW started it that way. Now WWE's doing it too. I I mean I I kind of like it. I mean it gives it like you remember when you were watching a, or playing an old video game wrestling video game mm-hmm. and like the crowd mm-hmm. the crowd wasn't super realistic but you know it was really more focused on what was going on in the ring and you had a couple of people around the outside and whatnot that's kind of what just reminds me of like kind of like a real life video game mm-hmm. well you know the other thing the other thing is i want to mention i i you know we we are a wrestling podcast and uh i um uh i just want to address a couple other things too as long as we're waiting for our our next guest uh which uh, our second guest is obviously going to have to be your schedule, but uh, this will give us a little time to do some, some commentary of our own. And then you guys can chime in on this. Now I had, uh, I had got a couple of messages on messenger this weekend. Uh, uh, Someone, uh, I don't even know who this individual was. I'm not going to name their name. Uh, Said they've been, uh, they recently started listening to the show because of a guest that we had on, um, and, uh, we want to thank, uh, that guest, uh, which also re- re- remained nameless for the time. 
uh, for bringing their audience to us. And uh, anyway, the particular uh, individual had uh, said that he started listening because uh, this individual was on and went back and started listening to older shows and had mentioned that, uh, you know, they said sometimes that I can kind of be downright rude and uh, try and take over the show and do all this and uh, make it like it's my show. Now, I want to address that, and I know I've addressed this before, but I'm going to address it again because it seems to keep coming up. One, this is not my show. This is our show. Granny, Big Swing, and myself. All three of us have equal billing. It's just that sometimes I ask more questions than they do, uh, which, is just, which is just the way the, the show is formatted. And I know I don't say this is my show, and I don't have my own show, and I don't ever want my own show because I'd rather be with Granny I'd rather be with Big Swing. I don't want to do anything else than what I'm doing right now. That's the one uh, point I want to make. And also, the other thing is, the icon is who he is. I mean, he may come, he may come across as heelish. He may come back, uh, come across uh, other ways to people. But it's just the way that he is. And he's not going to change for anybody. You may not like that, but that's just the way it is. And that's the way it's always going to be. And the way the show is formatted, it's been working for four years. And it's going to continue to work because of the chemistry that the three of us have when we're on air together. And, uh, you know, Granny and Big Swing, if I go too far, if I need to be put in my place, uh, Granny lets me know. And Big Swing has sound effects that he plays. So I just want I just want to get that out there, you know. Uh, you guys have any chiming uh, chiming in on that? Well, I mean, I, I I tell everybody that's what I tell everybody. I'll say, you know what? I am just me. I am nobody special. Even though a lot of people think that Granny's like, and I'll I'll throw this out there as a perfect example. We had a show down in Maumelle, Arkansas. I believe it was in January, and um. It was like this one guy got uh, teamed up with my friend, Mr. Saturday Night Michael Berry, because his partner, Alan Steele, and Jerry Lawler, that was a show that they couldn't make it to because um, um, because of the weather, you know, and everything. And that might have been last January. I don't remember. But anyways, it, anyways, there was a young girl there that came to the show with her family, and she thinks that Granny's just the greatest thing that there is. And Matt Boyce asked um, asked her if she was ready for a great show, and she says, "Oh yeah." She says, "Yeah." It was a year ago in January, not this past January. It's a year ago, and she says, "Well, I'm here to see Granny," and he's like, "Really?" So he asked me at intermission, and he says, I got a question to ask you, Granny. He says, do you, like, have your own fan club? And I'm like, well, no. Why? And he told me what the girl had said. And I said, well, she's just one of my friends. She enjoys watching me at the wrestling shows, and you know. But I said, I'm nobody special, Matt. I'm just I'm just me, you know. <clears throat> I'm, I'm, I'm just me. I'm nobody important. And everybody thinks that Granny's just like, the greatest thing around, you know, so I mean i I am what I am, and I don't consider myself to be anybody special, and I let it go at that, 
Well, you know, Granny, I was thinking of starting a fan club for you uh, because uh, my fan club has uh, been dormant for like 10 years, but I was thinking of starting one for you. Uh, you know, everybody could get an autograph from Granny, and, uh, you know, the, the dues would be $100 per person and uh, make, che- make checks payable to uh, the icon, and uh, thank you. Uh, now, uh, another person, uh, another question that uh, someone asked me, uh, we all know uh, our good friend uh, Brit- uh, Brittany, correct? You know, yes. uh, she mo- she likes to model the uh, the Big Swings uh, merchandise. Yes. Okay. Well, anyway, uh, I-, I will mention her because she brought some more fans over. And uh, someone had asked me, uh, apparently they-, they didn't want to go back and look. They asked how long we'd been doing this. And they asked, um, you know, how it started and, uh, you know, how we all came together. And since we had a few minutes, I'm just going to touch on that because I know they're listening because uh, they uh, they texted me and said that they were listening. Um, it, it started out uh, with, uh, um, I don't know, a dream, I guess you can say, with uh, – uh, and I wasn't even part of the original plan. It was uh, with uh, 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 Big Swing and uh, um, uh, the Big Burke. And uh, a few others, and they started uh, a, a show. And uh, I just kind of called in one time, and uh, I like, you know, I, I used to be I used to be a fly on the wall, just calling in, listening, and chiming in every now and then. And I'm like going, you know, we started the show, as you remember, Big Swing. We started the show so we can uh, basically bitch about how bad the WWE is. But that guy, that got all there for what a month or so. And then I'm like, well, why don't we start booking guests? And then I started getting, uh, I started sending the peeler out, and then uh, not that I'm bragging, but I am. Uh, I mean, look at how many different celebrities that we've had, wrestlers, models, actors, actresses, writers, directors. All sorts uh, of stuff. Yeah, TV. I mean, we are a wrestling show, and we're, we're based on that. But uh, the WWE, what do they have here in WrestleMania? They have celebrities, and so do we. Which uh, brings me to how uh, we, we, we got Granny, and we loved Granny ever since she first timed in. Uh, Granny, why don't you explain to us real quick, because uh, we got a few minutes, uh, how you ended up uh, becoming part of the uh, Attitude Air Live uh, family. Well, probably it's been probably close to, what, two years now, guys, that I've been yeah, doing be, this with I, you all? I it'll, be, it'll be two years in uh, August, I believe. Probably so, right around my birthday. But anyways, um, one of my very good friends, Chelsea Stackhouse, um, she was actually a guest on Attitude Era Live. And um, she manages her husband, Sam, at the different wrestling shows that I went to over in Oklahoma. I actually went to their wedding when her and Sam got married, and they have a beautiful little daughter named Lyric who is just absolutely adorable i just adore lyric to pieces she's she's my favorite little girl anyways i called in one night to listen to chelsea and that's basically long story short that's how granny became part of this podcast you know so and uh you know and we we've been having fun ever since and just so everybody knows um and uh i want everybody to should realize this 
that uh, I believe that we are the only podcast that is heard live and not recorded and edited like other podcasts. I mean, there are other wrestling podcasts out there, but I believe that we are the only live uh, podcast that there is, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Big Swing, what do you think? Uh, Well, I know that there are some live podcasts out there, um, but a lot of them are of different different things. Um, But I I think wrestling-wise, we're one of the only live shows. I mean, and as you guys have heard before, we've had instances like tonight, for example, where we've had you know snafus with guests and things, and we've had you know um, uh, connection issues or call-in mix-ups or whatever it may be, those are all kind of the the bugs of a of a live show that could be edited out with post-production. If we were to do the show just by ourselves on Monday and then edit everything and release it Tuesday, it would be flawless. But I think the beauty of it is that it's not flawless. The beauty of it is that, you know, it's not like, you know, when I'm on my radio show and I can, if something goes wrong, I can just hit the button and go to commercial. But, you know, we got to keep fighting through it somehow. And I think it uh, shows a lot of testament of, of, of what we're able to come up with sometimes, uh, even even in times when it when it's tough. Well, now, guys, I, I, I help with some other – I mean, I listen to other podcasts, too. And, I mean, like on Tuesday nights, I'll listen to this one called End the Room on the VOC Nation. And Wednesdays is Wrestling with History. And then Thursdays is WCW Retro with Strohmeister. Because he had me on as his guest about a month ago, and those those they actually do live too through the VOC Nation and Blog Talk Radio, and um, I mean then there's a ton of podcasts. I mean you got Tom Pritchard, you've got Wes Briscoe, um, I just Shelly Martinez live. I mean you got just a bunch of them on that that VOC Nation uh, podcast, you know. And I actually have been helping with one. Every day, it's a 30-minute podcast called The Morning After. I've been helping Brady Hicks and uh, a guy by the name of – his name, we call him Rat Boy. <laughs> that's his name. He, we, call him, we call him Rat Boy. I mean, not his real name, obviously, but that's his radio name. And I've been running the switchboard for Brady probably the past couple weeks on that show called The Morning After on the VOC Nation that we do. And – so, and those are all those are all live. I mean, those aren't pre-recorded, you know. So, and you also uh, uh, does A Train still have a show? We've had him on for a, co- a couple times as well. Who? A Train. B Train, yeah, um, yeah. he still, yeah, B B Train, he still does his. I think he does his. I mean, he he took some time off, but I think he still does his like on Monday nights and Wednesday nights. Mm. I, I can't. You know. you're, you're the uh, you tend to be the investigator sometimes. You seem to uh, know a little bit about what's going on everywhere uh, on the internet community. Uh, a, any other noise, Tris, from uh, from our uh, colleague in Winnipeg? Uh, no, I have uh, I have not uh, heard from. Uh... Uh, the individual who uh, who could start, uh, study two weeks and not pass the piss test, but uh, I um, yeah I've not uh, I've not heard from him. Um, and uh, you know uh, when I was ceremoniously fired from uh, working on the show, um, 
you know, he went off to do his own thing. And uh, uh, his stuff is still recorded. Uh, he is not live. So um, it is what it is. So uh, our, 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 our third guest, which is actually now our second guest, should be calling in. Uh, and you already know the area code, I do believe. 770 is the area code. Yeah. So when they jump on, let me know. Um uh, because uh, uh, I can't wait to ask uh, this guest one question about uh, a video I saw of them, because I wanted to find out what the heck was going on with this. Uh, and then we'll uh, then we'll talk um, we'll talk about uh, her her career. But you know it'll be awesome. All right, I'm with it. Did they? Uh, so, they? Uh, I shouldn't say they. We know it's a she now. Is she planning on calling him pretty soon? Uh, I just got thumbs up saying that they were calling, so. Okay. So, so I will keep a lookout then. Um, so it's an Atlanta area code, if that's correct. I believe so. Yep, they are on, Icon. So I'm going to step aside for one sec, but I'll be listening. And you, sir, do your thing. Ladies and gentlemen, stepping out of the green room and walking down the aisle. We are going green right now. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you the diamond of the ring because of how cool her name is. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Crystal Greenway. Hey, this is the natural born legend, Crystal Rose, and you're listening to the Attitude Era Live with the host, the icon, the big swing, and Granny Hulkster. How are you? Good to have you, Crystal. Uh, here's what Good we're going to do on. here. Uh, here's what we're going to do here, because uh, there is one uh, question I have burning that I'm going to ask uh, towards the end, because I, I don't want to take away from uh, the meat of the interview. But uh, what we'll do here is uh, I'll have you give us a little background about yourself, and then I'll ask you some questions, and then we'll go around the room, roundtable style, and then we'll come back to me, and I'll ask you some hard-hitting questions, and I'm going to ask you this burning question I've had all day long. So if you want to okay. go ahead and uh, give us your background, then we'll talk to you. Okay, uh, well, I have been in wrestling for about 20 years. I started when I was 15 at the Landmark Arena in Cornelia, Georgia. My trainers have been AJ Styles, Rick Michaels, and Azrael, the Angel of Death, also along with Slim J. So there's been quite a few guys that, you know, I've gotten experience from and that have trained me and you know it's just it's been a wild ride and uh with that being said in your uh in your time in the business uh you -hmm. know you've uh you've obviously experienced a lot of things uh you've seen a lot of things uh what would you say uh has been uh the company that you have had um uh had the biggest tenure with it will be Anarchy Wrestling. It started off as NCW in, I want to say, 98 or so. And it evolved to NWA Wildside and is now Anarchy Wrestling. Crystal Rose is our guest here. we got uh, 44 minutes here with Crystal. Um, and, uh, you know, in your time in the business, um, how many uh, titles uh, have you added to your persona? I have about four because I started 
I was just the manager at first, but in the past 10 years is when I actually really started wrestling, you know, and in the past 10 years, it's been about four titles and a few of those I've had held multiple times. And, uh, the, the icon made you a cool collector's card. There is one uh, picture in that card I want to ask you about. Uh, it's mm-hmm. the in the corner. You're kissing some type of uh, cup or a trophy or something. Can you tell us about that uh, little trophy there? Yes, that is the DCW Women's Cup. That's uh, Dragon Con Wrestling in Atlanta. We only get to do it once a year, but I have held that consecutively two times. Hopefully, going on my third this year. When, and when when will you be going for that one? That will be in August. It was going to be Labor Day weekend at the Hyatt Regency in Atlanta. And uh, the good news is, uh, you know, anybody that's been on our show uh, that goes for a title that's uh, that's been on our show always wins that title. So uh, looks like you're going to range for another year. It looks like. I hope so. All right. Well, so now when you're um, when you're uh, wrestling, uh, mm-hmm. what would you say is your your main style? Are you like technical, like a Bret Hart? Are you a high fire like a Rey Mysterio, or are you just that ass kicking grunting style like a Stone Cold Steve Austin? <laughs> there's a, I would say that I'm strong style, but there's a lot of mixture of a lot of people that I've looked up to over the years: uh, Ric Flair, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Bret Hart being one of them, Arn Anderson, the list goes on and on and on. And, uh, uh, you know, I, I was going to mention, you know, you, uh, you looked up to them, but you didn't mention the icon, but uh, I'm sure that will come eventually, right? You'll be looking up to me. Yes. Uh-huh. Absolutely. Awesome. And then when, you, when you're wrestling, would you consider yourself to be a baby face, a heel, an in-between, or are you more of a, what the crowd thinks that you're going to be? More or less what the crowd, whatever the crowd wants is what I'll give them. And uh, we have uh, Crystal Rose as our guest here. And with that being said, uh, Granny, uh, she she might uh, be a heel or she might be a babyface. She might be an in-betweeny. Uh, so what do you have for our guest, Crystal Rose? We have 41 minutes. Well, hello, Crystal. I am Granny Holkstra. I'm not a wrestler. I'm just a big, huge fan. And I was really impressed when you were saying who you were trained by because you mentioned AJ Styles, and I actually got to meet AJ Styles at an independent show in Benton, Arkansas for NWA Summer Clash um, July 4th of 2014. And I remember my husband and I getting our picture taken with him in the ring after the show, and he says, Granny, don't you want to go watch the fireworks? And I'm like, AJ, really? I mean, this is the only time I'm probably going to get to meet you, plus get my picture taken with you. I can see fireworks any time, you know. I'm going to get my picture taken with you, sir. So, but I was, I, I like, I like her icon. I like her, and even, you know, I, I don't think, I don't think she could be much of a heel just from her personality, the way she presents herself. I, I, I think her and Granny would get along pretty good. I think I need to try to get this girl to come to Arkansas to do some wrestling here in Arkansas, you know, because when, once we start our shows back up, because I've been having serious withdrawals because I haven't had any wrestling shows to go to in the, the past couple months. So and I And I don't like the heels. I can talk some pretty good smack to the heels, <laughs> by the way. So, you know, it, if you were a heel – 
I'm sure you and I would play very well together to make it fun for the fans, you know. But Absolutely. I guess what I, I guess one of my questions would be to you is um I know you said you've been in the business a long time. Um, what has been one of your most interesting matches and who was it against? One of my most interesting matches. Oh gosh, there's been so many, but one that uh comes to mind is against Rock and Roll Roxy. We did wow. a false we did a false count anywhere match at the Landmark Arena. And wow. it it was wild. It was uh, it was all over the place. I mean, um she's one of the one of the very few ladies in wrestling that I would call sister after the battles that we've had, but that mm-hmm. that's the most enjoyable should I say that I've had. Oh, awesome. Awesome. That's amazing so uh, Chris Rose, our guest here. We got uh, 38 minutes. Uh, now uh, I'm going to bring on uh, another one of our co-hosts. Uh, uh, he goes by Big Swing because he's a uh, he's a scratch golfer and he, he's a great hockey player. How he got his name, uh, Big Swing. What do you have for our guest, Crystal Rose? Hold on, I was talking and then I realized I didn't have my mic switched on. Um, that happens sometimes. It's been a long. Um, so this, this sport is something that a lot of us watch as kids and a lot of us think, oh, wow, that's so cool. Blah, blah, blah. I want to, you know, I want to get involved in that. Um, but very, very few do. It's a very select number of people who actually pursue it and actually are successful at it. Um, and up until recently, an even smaller number of females, uh, how did you get involved in this sort of what? drove you to to want to you know get involved in this business did you have anybody in particular that was a motivating factor somebody you looked up to as a wrestler you know when you were younger or just take us through the journey a little bit well ever since i was about five we always would go to the wcw saturday night live in gainesville and it just kind of grew from that um i wouldn't say <laughs> one in particular person it was just all of it, you know. It was just the business in general. Um, wow. If I had was to it? say one person, okay. it would probably be my favorite at the time would have been Sting. He's the one that I looked up to. And I, they had this guy, the juicer, that always he picked kids from the crowd that could, you know, come out with him and do his interest and go around the ring till the match was over. And ever since I got to do that, it was just, you know, my, my, it was just, I was amazed. And the way I got into it is at NCW at the time, we would always go over there on their Friday night shows. And I had always told my parents, which have been very supportive that this is what I want to do. You know, hands down, I want to be a wrestler, you know, nothing else in the other areas that I tried to pursue just clicked. It always went back to wrestling. So I was 15 at a Friday night show and I just went up to one of the people that worked there and I asked them, you know, what do I need to do to get in this business? Because this is what I want to do. And they gave me the time and the place. And ever since then I went to training and AJ was the trainer at that time. And it's just been ongoing ever since then. 
Oh, wow. A- AJ Lee, you're talking about? AJ Styles. No, AJ Styles. Oh, AJ Styles. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh-huh. Styles is cool, too, though. I really like Styles. Um, So then was there anybody that, if you're a Sting fan and you really idolized him, was there anybody that you hated watching when you were a kid? That I hated watching. Like, like, was there time anybody that, that every time they came Hulk on, Hogan. you were like, oh, I hate them? It was Hulk Hogan. At that point in time as a child, I could not stand Hulk Hogan. Uh, Hollywood? Hollywood Hulk Hogan could not stand the guy. One of the greatest <laughs> in the business, but when I was a child, I just could not stand him. But that, I think that that sort of shows that, you know, whether whether it's it's a child or an adult, if you have sort of a deep-seated hatred for what is all intents and purposes as a fictional character, uh, it means that they're doing their job as a heel correctly. Correct. Exactly, yes. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Crystal Rose as our guest here. We have uh, 34 minutes here with Crystal, uh, if you can uh, last that long with us. Uh, so now I'm going to ask you some hard-hitting questions, and then uh, okay. we'll uh, see how you respond to those. Uh, now, I asked every independent wrestler this question. You know, you you know, you know, mentioned you've been in the business for 20 years, however. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's say that there's a WWE official or a AEW or New Japan official, and, you know, they get a hold of you and say, you know, we, uh, we want you to come try out. And then you go to the tryout, and then they offer you that multimillion-dollar contract. You know, is it two-part question. A, is that something that you'd want to do? And B, if you do get there, would you not big time us and still talk to us and still be our friend? Absolutely. I mean, absolutely, I would take the contract, and absolutely, I would. I mean, I would not shun anyone just because. I mean, that's just something to me that you don't do. You don't change just because your circumstances change. If I mean, I'm the same person now as I would be then. You know, and I love the way that you said that, and actually. To be honest with you, and I'm not just saying this because you, I think that's probably the best answer that we've been given. I mean, no no one has said that they would big-time us unless they were already big-timed already, like uh, uh, Booker T's brother, who will go unnameless, and I know you know who that is. But anyway, uh, I, and I like how you said that. Now, my other question, my next question is, you know, the COVID-19 has really got, you know, things turned upside down in all this. And, uh, you know, it, it's kind of put everything on hold. How many different uh, bookings have you had to have delayed or postponed or canceled because of that? And uh, do, you, do you know uh, when your next booking is going to be at all? I do not know exactly the date of my next booking unless it is Dragon Con. Given circumstances, they still let Dragon Con happen this August. So that's to be foreseen, I guess. Uh, but I've had lost at least nine to ten bookings, you know, other than the regular ones at Anarchy I would already be getting. So, I mean, that's every other week. That's 20, 30 bookings, you know, that we didn't get to do now, the entire duration. Now, with that being said, has, uh, have, uh, you know, a lot, of, uh, a lot of these events, you know, they have to book you months in advance. Uh, have you had to like clear out your calendar to a certain point, or are they still on as far as you know with all the stuff going on? 
as far as I know, everything is canceled and they're waiting to see, you know, what happens and when they can reopen. So, I mean, we haven't gotten anything rescheduled yet so far. And with all the, uh, you know, I don't want to keep hitting on the COVID, but uh, has uh, your uh, your training schedule changed at all? Are you training more, uh, uh, like uh, in the gym and in the ring, so uh, you don't uh, so you don't develop any ring rust, or uh, have you pretty much kept the same workout schedule? Well, the the training school unfortunately was also closed down for this whole duration for what three four it seems like six months to me but the gym I mean I work out at home and I do you know so I've always the gym was no problem but the training in ring actual in the ring has has been on quite a hiatus in the past three four months you know you mentioned you know you train at home what uh do you you train uh, one hour two hours three hours uh, train for an hour, then uh, go have like a couple protein shakes and go back to it. What could, take us through like your training schedule? Well, I at least try to get an hour a day. I mean, I I do have an eight year old, so that it's kind of challenging to juggle that, especially when we were doing school at home and I, I was an essential worker, you know, in my real job, so I still had to go to work. So it's been chaotic. So I mean, it's more or less do what I can when I can, as much as I can. You know, and it's kind of cool you mentioned that uh, your your kids are – you have to homeschool your kids. Uh, so when you think about it, uh, you know, your your child is eight. Uh, eventually they can say that they're, uh, they'll graduate – they'll be – they'll graduate from UPS. Yeah, pretty much. Sadly to say yes. There you go. I, w- I was waiting for the sound effect for the now, uh, we'll, we'll keep going. And uh, if you guys, uh, we got uh, Crystal Rose with us. We got about uh, 29 minutes here with us. Uh, if And if you guys have any other questions that uh, you want to ask uh, as she uh, fills in my questions, uh, feel free to jump in. Uh, now, I'm kind of curious about uh, your finishing maneuver. Uh, tell us about uh, what it's called, what goes into it, then we'll see if one of us would volunteer to take it. Um, Mark? finishing move I have two of them but the one I use the most that's most effective is I call the middle finger and it's the curb stomp so I don't know how you would feel about taking that but it's the most effective well I like that it's called the middle finger and it's a curb stomp that uh, uh, I don't know I think Big Swing could probably volunteer for that one I I think me and Granny will kind of stay on the (laughs) sidelines for that one I think (laughs) I think I'm all set, yeah. but thanks for volunteering me. Well, you know, I, I always uh, big swing. You know, I always try and do the right thing. You know, I always try and do the uh, the gentlemanly thing. You know, I, I like to uh, let uh, you know the you know I'm not going to say let the ladies go first, but anyway, that's because that's your line. But anyway, <laughs> what, 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 what and, I probably, of you? and I'm probably the oldest dead. person. I'm and I'm the oldest person on this podcast. So I'm 57, so I don't need to be doing any bumps and stuff in the ring. 
But uh, I'll tell you what, though, uh, Granny, uh, one thing she failed to mention is, uh, you know, uh, when she, before she got her hip replaced, uh, she, you know, she used to have, no, have a No, 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 no. <laughs> no, I don't have a hip replacement. I have both of my knees replaced, Icon. Get it right. I have okay, I, well, she, knee replacements, never my hip yet. 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 Well, but, she, you okay, know, she, hopefully she, that she had her knees replaced, and I'll tell you what, when she had the cane at ringside, she could swing a pretty mean cane, you know. That's why it was, that's why it was known as the hurricane. Uh-huh. <laughs> and so you, only well, one bu- you only get one button per show, and I wasted on the last joke. I know. Yeah, and, well, and Tommy, I, I tell you, Tommy Dreamer used my fold-up cane on Matt Riviera at a TCW show in Fort Smith, Arkansas in 2013. He grabbed it right out of my hand and used it used it on Matt Riviera during the match. So, and they used to do TV <laughs> tapings. So, yeah, grabbed it right out of my hand. Well, and, uh, and you don't and you and you don't stop Tommy Dreamer when he grabs something out of your hand. No. no. And uh, you know, since she got it in Canada, it's called a hurricana. Ah. I can't. I've never been to Canada. Thank you very much. And I, I wish you hadn't wasted that on, earlier on in Big Swing. Wah, wah, wah. Well, here, I'll just throw here, here, it in I there. Oh, here, Granny, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll just hit him with this one. Oh my God! Who the hell cares? There we go. Yeah, I hit him with that one. There we go. Awesome. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, let's get back to uh, Crystal because this is her time. Uh, Crystal Rose is our guest. Uh, we have 26 minutes here with Crystal. Uh, so, you know, you mentioned that all the bookings you lost and, uh, you know, all this stuff is canceled. And uh, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, before too long for everybody's sake that uh, this normalizes. But uh, if they <clears> don't know if they plan on making any of those up or are they just gone? Well, no, we do plan on making some of those up. When we don't know, but... You know, once they're gone, they're gone. But I have at least four or five, hopefully, that can be made up. That's awesome. And um, now, in your time in the, you know, in your tenure in the business, you know, in 20 years, that's a long time when you think about it. Uh, You know, 20 years in human years for a wrestler is like 40 years. Isn't that kind of? That's about the truth, yes. (laughs) 40 or 50 years, it seems like. Because Sometimes. For every, uh, and I, I actually uh, heard this from uh, Rick Flair. Uh, for every one year uh, in regular years, it's two or three years for a wrestler. Yes. Because of all the wear and tear in your body and all that. Now, yes. in your in your twenty years, have you uh, ever suffered any uh, major injury or any uh, any uh, setbacks like that? Yes, I have. I was still a teenager actually and I blew out my ankle I broke my ankle it folded from one side to the other on a top rope leg drop I landed wrong and it just completely folded over and I was out for gosh 8 to 12 weeks Oh, but luckily luckily that's the worst thing that I've had happen Wow, that just that just sounds uh, awful. But you know, one thing we we talk to a lot of um, wrestlers on the independent cycle, both male and female, and one of the things that is is a big pet peeve. I'm not even in the business, but it's a big pet peeve for me. Is we hear a lot of people 
uh, use that F word and, and not the one everyone's thinking of, uh, the word fake. And, yeah. and, and, they, and they say that, oh, that's not, yeah, they're, at, they're athletic, but that's not a real sport. Or, oh, that's fake. Or, oh, just because the endings are sometimes, most of the time, scripted, um, they, they think, oh, that, that's, that, that's, it's like they think it's like watching a play. And uh, I think from firsthand experience and someone who's been in the business as long as you can, uh, or as long as you have, rather, I think you can testify uh, to the fact that, that other than maybe the outcome every once in a while, there's really nothing about that that's fake. I mean, your body feels that. Well, I cannot stand that word, and there's absolutely nothing about wrestling that is fake. I mean, the the falls are real. I mean, most of the time the hits. I mean, the hits are real. I mean, I mean, you come out of there feeling like you were in a car wreck over and every time you fall is like being in, in a car wreck. There's nothing fake about professional wrestling, even though it's. I mean, it's it's predetermined. It's not fake. You know, and uh, I've never, I, I've never have liked the term fake because you know when you're in the ring, you know there's two of you uh, that are, are are basically partners and dancing together. You guys all both have to watch out for each other, and you both have to protect each other with the moves that you're doing. And if one if one thing goes awry, someone can get hurt. And you know, I mean, it may be predetermined, but bad things sometimes do happen in that ring. Now uh, uh, another thing, another thing too is 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 um the word like you you mentioned obviously you you know you're you're not a big fan of the word fake but you you did say that sometimes or most of the time um the the ending is is, is predetermined has there have there been times you know in the business where you know they they tell you or you're practicing for the match or you know going into it whatever you know what the outcome is going to be and there's been, been times when you know, you think to yourself, damn, like, I don't want to do that. I don't want to lose this person or, or, or why, why does it have to go down this way? Or I don't like, like, is there, is there an internal kind of a struggle between, you know, you going out there and, and if you know what the outcome is going to be, does that make it, does that make the, the, the bumps, like, like put it this way. If you know, you're supposed to lose the match, does that make the bumps hurt a little bit more when you take them? To me, No. Because when you're out there, okay. I mean, your adrenaline's going. I mean, me personally, I don't, I don't feel, feel it when I'm in my match. It's always the, to me, it's the third day. It's the third day that gets you. That's oh, the when third day, okay. And your pain, unless you really actually hurt something, you know what I'm saying? You're really actually injured in that match. To me, I don't feel it till at least the third day. <laughs> That's the day that gets me. You know, and I'm kind of curious, you know, with that being said, you know, it's like, uh, you know, I've never, I've, you know, I've never asked this to anybody, uh, and I'm going to ask it to you. Uh, you know, sometimes, you know, we mentioned that sometimes things can go awry and some things can happen to the ring. You know, and we talked about it being predetermined. Let's say that you go out there and uh, your opponent is supposed to win and you're supposed to take second place i never like to use the word lose but uh mm-hmm. let's say that uh and well you can tell me if this has ever happened to you uh you're out there in the ring your opponent is supposed to be the winner and they get hurt and they can't continue the match what happens has that ever happened to you and what is the scenario uh what do they tell you if that happens 
it has never personally happened to me, but I have seen it happen where someone's actually gotten injured and could not, they could not finish the match. And that's when, you know, all everything else aside, you, it's what's best for that person. And, and we throw up the X and that's when, you know, the paramedics need to be called because that's, you know, unfortunately, sometimes that does happen. But personally, it's never happened to me. Thank goodness. And uh, I'm going to ask this next question. I usually ask this at the end, but uh, I think this will open up uh, some more questions. Uh, and then I'm going to ask, uh, ask you a uh, – well, I'll tell you what. I'm going, to ask that, I'm going to ask this question, and then I'm going to ask you another question, and we'll go back to the previous question. Uh, if our fans wanted to check you out and see you, you got a Facebook, you got an Instagram, you got a YouTube, you got a Twitch, uh, you got a GoFundMe, what do you got? I got Facebook. You can uh, find me on Facebook as Crystal Greenway or look up Crystal Rose. I'm on Women's Pro Wrestling Network on YouTube. I am on Fight TV. I'm on Turnbuckle Championship Wrestling. You can get all those apps and download them to your phone. Now, on your YouTube channel, is there a particular match that uh, you'd uh, want our fans to uh, gravitate to and check out? There's one that comes to mind. Is It was at Peach State Wrestling Alliance. It's me versus Tiffany Rock. That was a very memorable match from Peach State. She's a, she's a really good wrestler, and to me that was one of the highlight matches I, that I remember. There's been so many. But it was one of the most enjoyable to watch and to be in. And uh, have you uh, have you uh, uh, wrestled that individual before or since? No, I had never wrestled her before, and unfortunately, I haven't got to wrestle her since. No. What would you would you uh, be up to that if you had that opportunity? Absolutely, yes. Uh huh. Now, um, and I, th- I think I may have uh, asked this, but we'll, we'll circle back to it. You know, you mentioned uh, the uh, your big event in August uh, for the Cup. Uh, how many times have you competed in that? And uh, could you tell us, uh, if, if, you know, it's, it's probably too late that they would postpone it yet because it's in August, but uh, how many years have you participated in that? And uh, what is it, like a battle royal or uh, just like a tournament? The first one, I have been in Dragon Con for several years, but it's all, the women's Dragon Cup's only been around about three or four years. And the first match was a tournament. Um, there were several, several women that went through there. Um, and... The very first tournament, of course, lucky me, the Monday before Dragon Con. Dragon Con was on a Friday then. It's on Thursday now. I was in a car accident. So, <laughs> call, that a, call that what you will, but luck with, Lady Luck was on, definitely on my side, that, that Dragon Con, because I, I took the cup home. And I have held it, I held it three years and then lost it to Simon Sermon last year. Now, uh, uh, the person, the individual that you lost it to, have you uh, 
have you wrestled them singly or uh are they on your bucket list to go to go after them they he is definitely on my bucket list to go after uh but that was the first time i had oh, i'm sorry it was the second time i had wrestled him um but i will definitely he is on my bucket list to get the the cup back definitely and um With uh, with with that with that cup, you know, you mentioned you had it for three years and you lost it. Now you uh, you want that back because I'm sure there's an open space in the man the mantle that's kind of bare that you want to put it back on. Correct. Correct. Yes, exactly. Now, your with your YouTube channel, uh, you said there's uh, there's tons of matches on there, and you mentioned your your favorite one. Um, what would what is the longest one on there, and uh, what is the earliest match on there? The earliest match on there would have been, gosh, I want to say me versus Brooklyn Creed would be the earliest match that I can recall that would be on there, and the longest match, actually, that would be on there. Because we have had quite a few bouts that's been put on the Women's Pro Wrestling Network. And uh, who are uh, some of the other uh, wrestlers on the network? Uh, and uh, might you be able to hook us up with them that uh, they might uh, be willing to do interviews? Oh, my gosh. There is uh, Dimension DeRose. There's Ravonna Zinn. Like I said, Tiffany Rock. Nina Monet. There's uh, Rock and Roll Rock C. There is so many. But those are the now, ones that you, come to the top of my head right now. And uh, you and you've been in the ring with all of them at one time or another. Yes. Uh huh. So one uh, thing I've been wondering about. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I'll let you finish it. No, go well, ahead. Well, I was gonna go say. Ahead. Well, one thing I was gonna say is, I we, we get this a lot with with female wrestlers uh, on the independent cycle. Is they mention sometimes they have the intergender matches. Sometimes they they do fight guys. Uh, you know, for for titles or for the cup in this case or for whatever. Why do you think it, it, it is kind of a commonplace thing in the underground uh, and the indie cycle, but yet you rarely, if ever, see it in WWE, TNA, you know, Impact, uh, you know, uh, AEW, whatever. Like, why isn't it more of a mainstream thing? If if you guys come up doing that. You know why? Why do they? Why do they not do it in the in the big? That's a good question. And honestly, I don't know why. I mean, I don't. I guess it's just the whole. I mean, maybe the crowd doesn't want to see man versus woman. You know, it's not logically. You know, they wouldn't think that a woman would be able to beat a man. You know, or hold that title, or be able to represent that title the way a man would. I I don't know their reasoning behind it because like you said i mean we come up doing that i mean it's something that i think we've all done yeah but uh, i don't think i've ever seen it uh, other than every once in a while an intergender tag match or something i've very rarely seen it on on like national television so that's why i was curious yeah right and i i wish i could answer that question better but honestly hmm. i do not know do you, do you enjoy um, fighting men, or do you prefer women? I I, I love uh, wrestling men. I mean, it's to me. I mean, it's just as fun as wrestling the women. I mean, 
uh, an opponent's an opponent, you know. And uh, how would you fare against the icon? I'm sorry. Fare against the icon in a match. I oh, think Jesus. I would fare pretty well. Hopefully, <laughs> I could hold well, my own. I don't well, know. He plays dirty. Well, yeah. See, the thing is, uh, uh, and uh, you know, we can we can go into it a little bit, but uh, the thing is, my uh, finishing maneuver really wouldn't. Uh, I don't think would harm you at all. Um, See, that w- that would be a problem for you. I know. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I I think I'll I think I'll just kind of like you know, stay on the sidelines. Uh, but uh, I, w- I would love to get in the ring with you and probably just see if you can make me tap out, which you probably could, you know. <laughs> yeah, done, yeah, I, I, I would have, say she probably I've could. I've done that before. <laughs> I've made a 220-pound guy tap out before. So, like I said, I, I believe I can hold my own. Now, uh, there's one there's one thing I, I, that is kind of uh, – that's uh, kind of been uh, – uh, I've been wanting to ask you uh, since I, I booked you. And by the way, I do appreciate uh, we were finally able to get you on. Uh, as you know, uh, we've been going back and forth for the last year and a half uh, trying to get this thing hooked up. But there is one uh, thing I want to ask about on your um, your Facebook page. Uh, and I'll understand if you you know if you don't want to uh, you know if you don't want to uh, answer it, but. Uh, on your Facebook page, there's uh, some guy on there that's dumping water on everybody. Could you explain what the heck is going on there? <laughs> that is my husband. That's Azriel, the angel of death. We it started off as a joke with my sister. You know, if you if you give me a hundred comments, then I'll dump ice water on my sister. So then, you know, she tagged me in one. So I'm like, you know, this totally isn't fair. So I tagged him in one. And honestly, the first two times. He had put so much ice in the bucket and water that I couldn't pick it up, so I was letting him do the dumping. That's what they uh-huh. that. <laughs> now, uh, now, is one of those uh, – are you uh, the one that, that got dumped on? Was that, you were wearing green, right? Yeah, I was wearing green. I'm the one that took off running. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I, I'll tell you what. I, I love that, and I, I tell everybody, hey, check this out. She's going to get the water, and, the, you know, people, I hope that people, I told us who aren't listening, but if they if they are, uh, this is this is how it happened. Basically, what happened is uh, you were set up to get the water dumped on you. Uh, the water got dumped on you, and then your phone rang, and it was me to have you book as a guest on the show. That's why you had to run to the phone. Right. I had to go pick it up immediately. Mm-hmm. See? There you go, guys. I, I, <laughs> I, if I Just think, if I would have called... Two minutes earlier, she wouldn't have got dumped on. Think about that. I know. Think about it. You you could have saved me, but you, d- you didn't. I, I I think that's probably why you. Uh, well, anyway, uh, I uh, I'm going to send you a uh, I'm going to send you a, a quick message here. Hopefully, uh, you'll be able to uh, uh, help us with uh, this request, and I'll understand if you, you can only do a few. But I will send that to you, and then we'll see how you respond to that. Um, okay. So we got uh, we got about uh, well we got about eight minutes here left. Um, how many uh, for, for this cup? It seems like that's really the only event we really can talk to you about right now. Uh, how many uh, different matches are happening at this event? Usually, gosh, we have between eight and ten to twelve. I mean, yeah, we have a lot. We, I mean. 
sometimes we go over. We have at least three hours, you know, time slot to fill. So it depends on how long how long the matches last, but usually at least no less than eight. And uh, when uh, people come out to this show, uh, now uh, how many uh, how many seat arena is it? It's a six thousand seated arena. And you guys usually sell this out because you're on the card, right? Yeah, I mean, we usually, I mean, the seats are full, and sometimes they're turning people away. And then, uh, do you guys, uh, at, at this particular event, do you guys do, uh, like, uh, meet and greets, or uh, uh, can people meet the wrestlers afterwards, or is it pretty much, uh, you know, come enjoy the show and, uh, you know, uh, well, no. um, we usually do the meet and greet before. Um, you can do a meet and greet in the ring with a lot of the wrestlers and have your pictures taken and all that. Um, we do have, you know, like, was it last year, the year before, we had Rick Flair, we had Shane, we had Lita, we had Dustin, uh, Dustin Rhodes last year, Kane. We had a lot of the big name guys there, and you can you know get your picture taken with them too and stuff. So it was, it's it's quite the event. I mean, it's a blast. And I, I'm kind of curious when they uh, when they have the uh, the big name superstars come in. Uh, I'm just kind of curious. Do you have do you guys have uh, rules as wrestlers that you have to follow? Like, you know, you have to you know you can't you as a performer you can't go get pictures with them. You can't ask them for autographs that kind of stuff. Is is that a rule or not really? We highly stress that you, you know, be professional is what we ask. Don't, you know what I mean? Be professional about it. Go shake their hands, show them the respect they deserve. I mean, you know, if some do, I'm not going to name the ones, that, and, and some don't. You know, it just depends on the wrestler. But there's no set rule. It's mainly about respect and professionalism. You know, because I know, like if, uh, like if uh, Edge were at your show and Big Swing were there, he'd be drooling all over himself with that situation. <laughs> oh yeah, no, for sure. He's he's not he's not wrong. And uh, you know, it's like, you know, you, you've met a lot of uh, you've met a lot of superstars, and you're a superstar yourself. Don't get me wrong with this question, but. You met a lot of superstars over the years, and I'll understand if you can't comment. But has there been anybody that's just been like, uh, not like you expected, like you thought they were going to be this kind of way, and they were like com- the complete opposite? They were like the sweetest guy you ever had, and vice versa. Well, of all the people that I have met, they've all actually been very nice and respectful. I mean, right and professional, right back to you. I mean, I guess it's just that mutual respect that we all we all share. Now, uh, have they, uh, you know, if this show does happen, uh, have they given a time frame of, like, when they would need to make announcements for, like, if they're going to go with it or if they're just going to postpone it or not have it at all? It's going to be in September or late August, September. But there's right now uh, we got the go-ahead. So, you know, unless something drastically happens that changes that, we're, I mean, we're going to, we're going to be there. And you are going to win, correct? Correct, yes. There you go. So, um, with all uh, with all your with all the uh, the years that you've been in the business and uh, all the stuff that you've done and are going to do, uh, 
how uh, how much longer do you uh, plan on wanting to uh, wrestle before uh, you know you decide? Well, you know, this has been fun. Now I want to do something else. Or is that not is that time frame not been set yet? Well, to me, quitting is not an option. And Ronnie Popper said it best: I will crawl out there to have a match. You know, it's quitting is not an option to me. I plan on doing it as long as I physically possibly can. You know, and I was going to say, if you ever need a bodyguard, I can stop a bullet once. Awesome. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> or if oh, you see, I wasn't, I, I wasn't, I wasn't in front of the switchboard there. I couldn't hit the button. So you do that to me. Throw those in there. Uh. <laughs> or, or the other thing is, you know, if you need someone to carry your bags or whatever, I, I, I'm up for hire. Or Hey, like at the beginning, if you need yourself your own personal ring announcer, I would. Uh, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'd be down there for that too. I mean, you could. You'd be like Alberto Del Rio. He had his own. Now you can get that's your own. True. That's true. Oh, that's that's a very good idea. Thank you for bringing that up. Awesome. So uh, before uh, before we uh, sign off here, is there anything else you want to uh, tell our fans uh, to be looking out for in the next uh, in the next couple months for the. Uh, for the end of the year, what they should be looking out for with uh, Crystal Rose? Absolutely. Um, like I said, you can catch me on Dragon Con. You can catch me on Anarchy. You can catch me at Peach State Wrestling Alliance. We have the new upcoming HCW that you can catch me on here at Championship Wrestling. I mean, we got a lot of stuff going on, hopefully, hopefully coming up in the next couple of months. And uh, we definitely, uh, we definitely uh, wish you all – uh, the best for what you do, and uh, we uh, we do appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to join us tonight. And uh, I, uh, you know, I uh, I just can't let you know how grateful I am. I mean, we like I say, we've been trying to get this thing done for uh, I believe since last year, and we were finally able to nail you down. And I do appreciate uh, you putting up with all that and joining us and uh, being our friend. And we definitely would love to have you on again. It's my pleasure, absolutely. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, none of You guys right, have a great guys. night. Thank you. All right. Well, we got about. Uh, well, let's see. We got about uh, what? Five minutes. Three minutes. The show starts. Three minutes. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, unfortunately, for those that uh, of you that wanted us to go over tonight, we're not going to do that. Unfortunately, tonight. But uh, and uh, I'm still. Not going to announce who's going to be on next week's show because uh, oh, wow. it's been getting, it's it's been getting traffic up uh, on our uh, web page or our Facebook page, and uh, I'll let you guys know uh, the battle is kind of heated up between myself and Facebook about letting us actually change uh, the name of the ropes to Attitude Era Live. Uh, I've been jumping through a lot of hoops to try and get this done. I will admit. Uh, over the last couple weeks, it has stalled a little bit because of the whole COVID thing. But I am still working on getting our page changed from Off the Ropes to Attitude Era Live. And uh, you know, the best thing that's the best thing that's uh, happening on our show is yet to come. And I am going to talk a little bit about uh, this right now because uh, uh, yeah, I put it out there on our Facebook page already, so it's already out there, so you guys know it's coming. Um, August 17th, the August 17th show, uh, which is, 
well, basically, what, uh, two months from now, three months from now? Ten, uh, actually, ten weeks from now. Ten weeks from now. We are going to have the Winter Dance Party show. Uh, it's a tribute to the day the music died, obviously. Uh, we're going to have the individual that impersonates Buddy Holly. We're going to have the one that impersonates Richie Valens. And uh, the uh, Big Bopper Jr. Uh, used to be uh, play, he used to play his father, but he recently passed away. So now they have a uh, actor playing the Big Bopper, and he's going to be on with us. Uh, so uh, we're going to have a three-guest night, and then uh, we're going to interview each one individually. Then what I'm trying to do is the last 15 minutes is uh, where they're at, uh, station across the country I'm going to try and get them to sing Their, their song finale Live on the air with us uh, And uh, it is going to be Really really awesome Sounds cool So What do you think of this show tonight it was, uh, I think we should do a little reviews If we don't go over What did you guys think of uh, the show tonight And how would you rank it amongst your your favorites I think it was good. I mean, I mean, it's always pretty good. I mean, obviously, I, you know, I really like talking to some of the legends and stuff. I mean, those are always going to rank the highest. But I mean, I, I like all the shows that we do. I always think we do a pretty good job, e- even if we do have snafus. Right, and you know, I, I, you know, I, uh, not that I'm bragging here, but uh, you got to admit though, it was pretty cool that I got you a model for your clothing line. Clothing line, isn't it? It was pretty dope. Yes, thank you for that. Did you did you happen to watch the segment where she was wearing the stuff? I did. Awesome, awesome. And uh, uh, Granny, do you ever? Uh, I was uh, going to ask you real quick because someone asked me, uh, do you think you'll ever have uh, Granny Honkster shirts made up and uh, sell those? Well, I don't know um, about making them up and selling them, but I mean, I am working on. On a a new design for a new Granny Holster shirt, being that my original one is twenty five years old. Well, yours is yellow. Are you, about doing, well, is yellow. No. Are you thinking about possibly doing the with the yellow writing? Well, I'm still gonna have another yellow shirt. I my my friend oh, okay. that made me my original the friend that made my original Granny shirt. She's doing something a little bit differently. She's not gonna use paint for the lettering this time she's going to be doing some like special iron-on letters because i'm coming up with an idea of possibly having something like the legendary granny holster since i'm kind of like the one and only out there you know so and uh you know um you know, with all the stuff going on here we'll go this real quick and then we'll uh, sign off yeah i can uh, yeah one minute uh, yeah, I know, big swing. I mean, in your area, you got hit by uh, uh, rioters and protesters. My area all got sorts hit of badly. Uh, I don't know, Granny, did your area get hit at all? Well, we had some issues up in Bentonville and uh, Little Rock area. You know, they had some rioting going on down there. And, I mean, they had some in Fayetteville, but I don't think there's really got out of hand that much. I mean, like some places. So I'm just kind of just, you know, tired of 
everything. I just I just want it to get kind of back to the normal routine if it can. And I'm not even sure, guys, that we'll be able to ever get back to the normal, you know, or, or, or I'll put it this way, it'll be a new kind of normal, you know, because, you know, people are still, you know, a lot of people are wearing masks. Some people aren't. Some people are. You know, I do just because of my health issues. You know, I don't want to take the chance of catching something and giving it to my son, especially with my son with his immune system being the way that it is, you know. So, um, you know, I just I, I just wanted to kind of get back to the normal, normal stuff and, you know, where people – can get along with everybody and have fun and do things like they want to do and not be so confined and to be limited on what they can do and what they can't do, you know, and I'm not even sure that we'll ever go back to the normal lifestyle. You know, with that all being being said, we want all our fans to be safe. We want you to join us here next week uh, because we got another big show. All guests for next week have confirmed and, uh, I'll I'll leave you with this teaser. Next week will be music to your ears. I will uh-huh. and, and, and from from a wrestling, uh, if you want to use a wrestling pun, uh, sweet chin music. Actually, we, we could use that as well. All right, we will see everybody next week. The number one wrestling show on the internet every Monday. Dead man walking. You got it now. You got it. Yeah.